to officially the very first episode of After Dark Con La Luz. And so, if you haven't already noticed, yes, I do speak Espanol. And, you know, I did my introduction to my podcast a couple of nights ago and then I went ahead and did an episode right along with that introduction and I was talking to myself for about I want to say maybe 40 minutes when I realized I wasn't being recorded and so I'm not really sure everything that I shared with you all and so I don't know um yeah that was pretty messed up but I was sitting there talking to myself and so anyway moving on moving on um I decided to revamp my entire approach because of several reasons number one you know in the spirit of being transparent I realize that in my transparency transparency I have to be able to live in my truth right and I have to be able to walk in my power and in my wisdoms and come to you as my authentic self well I started to realize my authentic self like my highest energy and vibrations levels are usually between the hours of 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. and you know one of the things that I had been being told by universe or God source power whatever you want to call it I call it universe because for me it's a universal source and power and energy that I'm tapping into and so therefore that's where I get my downloads and so for the past three or four nights and I might even go out on a limb and say a week um the universe has been speaking to me that I need to be talking to you guys at exactly three o'clock in the morning when everybody else is just you know most people that are up at three o'clock in the morning are dealing with a lot of stress you know they can't sleep because they have a lot on their mind or whatever it is that everybody you know chooses to be up at that time and so here I am and I'm gonna try and do this again and talk to you guys once again it's three o'clock in the morning and this is officially my first episode of after dark con la luz and so one of the topics I want to talk about tonight and the reason I bring it up is because one of my very first 
excuse me, rather, I should say my first episode, because that was my first episode launched. But anyway, I launched that episode in 2018, and a lot obviously has happened since then. You know, say la vida, that's life. But no, um, one of the things that I want to talk about tonight, and what's heavy on my heart tonight, and I, I honestly gotta tell you guys this, like I seriously believe in divine timing, and so... I believe one of the reasons that that episode was in fact cut out and not recorded was because it just wasn't the right time for the message and I trust that and I have faith in that. And so tonight, the word that was spoken to me or what I'm feeling on my heart to share is, you know, going back to coping with abuse and getting over abuse and dealing with the consequences of your choices as far as choosing to stay in an abusive relationship and I think one of the biggest questions that people ask when they see women in abusive relationships are why do you stay why do you continue to allow the abuse to happen why do you continue to allow this person you know, to physically, mentally, and emotionally abuse you, and there are a lot of different aspects to that, and so for me, my testimony, as far as this goes, because, and let me just give you guys a little bit of a background, so that you know where I am coming from, you know, that's one of my biggest goals, is to be able to share you know, all of my experiences and my truth and my light and my testimony on how I was able to survive and come out this awesome, amazing fucking person that I am. (laughs) Because honestly, like, I really don't even know. Like, honestly, I have to really say it's by the grace of God that I am who I am today. And because of the wisdoms that have been poured into me by universe and God power and source and my spirit. And, you know, before I get to, like, way out there, um... When I was four years old, I remember my grandma's boyfriend at the time, he was very nice when he wanted to be nice, but then he was very mean when he wanted to be mean. And my very first time feeling like I was being abused and I was scared, and that was my very first time feeling like I was asking for help from something that was outside of me. And I was four years old when that happened. And I don't know about you, but like, it's like I always knew that there was something outside of me that I could talk to or, you know, and by this, I mean a God source and, or a spirit or something. I felt like there was always something there with me. And maybe I thought it was an angel. Maybe it was an angel because I always Ever since that day, ever since I was four years old, 
I remember the angel speaking back to me and I remember hearing a voice respond to me and it's as clearly as you're hearing me now is how I heard the sound and the audio from something that was outside of me and so at a very young age I started speaking to that voice and I started listening to that voice and so I've always been connected to that voice and so that was my first time being abused and I was four years old and I'm not going to go into the details of the abuse because I probably will have family members that listen to this podcast and so I'm not going to point fingers or say names but um anyone that knows my grandmother and who she was with probably in that space of time um will probably know who I'm talking about anyway it doesn't matter um but then again it does matter because again that was my first time experiencing something bigger that was outside of me and knowing that there was something bigger outside of me that was guiding me and that was protecting me and so that happened when I was four um the very first time that I was sexually molested I was six years old and I didn't understand what it was obviously as an adult now I can see how what I was going through was a bad thing and when you're a child you don't see affection or that type of connection as a bad thing you just see that someone is paying attention to you because you're a kid you know and I don't know I was six I don't know what the fuck I was thinking I was six years old um but I remember I was in school and there was a police officer talking about how if you're being touched this way this is a bad thing and I remember yelling at the police officer calling him a liar and I remember feeling guilty for being loved and so that alone can seriously shift your mindset on love and the intention of people around you and you know what sort of thing other people are wanting out of you and it just makes you fucking question everything in your life at six years old I was questioning um love and what was it and who wants it and why do they want it and you know what I mean that's pretty fucked up at six years old like at six years old I'm supposed to be playing with Barbie dolls and you know picking my nose or something but I was asking myself these deep-rooted questions about my own true identity at six years old and honestly when I was a little kid I used to space out often and I obviously now can't tell you where I went or you know what I was thinking but I'm pretty sure I was just caught up in this vortex of like downloading all this like wisdom and and energy and you know doing that as a kid especially because the universe loves it when you come with this type of energy where you just have this high vibes and you're like 
you know, you're like a kid and you just want to absorb it all. And so I started absorbing it all literally as a kid, like a kid, because I was a kid. And so everything else that transpired after that in my life, I was always connected to God's source. I was always connected to the universe on a higher level, on a higher vibrational level, because I would always been, I had always been speaking to it and listening for it. And so now as an adult, it's such a constant force in my life. I don't have to question it and I don't have to work at it. It's just who and what I am. And so that's just an introduction, I guess, to my spirituality and how I connect with the universe and how I get messages and hear responses and get downloads because everybody connects to, you know, their own God source in their own way. And so that's how I connect. And that's how it started for me. Again, I was four years old. The first time I felt abused, I was six years old. The first time I was sexually abused. And yes, there were other times after that. Um, at nine years old, I remember being attacked on a spiritual warfare level and that was my first sort of evil demonic encounter is when I was nine years old and then I remember I started having visions and seeing spirits and getting premonitions and just all these different spiritual things that started to open up to me, you know, and it was because of my energy and it was because of where I was. And I honestly think it had a lot to do with my age, you know, when I turned nine years old, it just opened up a whole nother level of energy for me, you know, human wise, my human element, my human body. And so there was just so many things that I went to, went, I'm sorry, not went to, but went through. Um, and so at, I was 11 years old when on New Year's Eve, I was given the vision that my father was going to be murdered and I didn't know what to do with that. Um, I remember waking up and thinking, okay, it was just a dream. It's not really going to happen. And four months later, on April 11th, um, my father was actually murdered. And I think... I blame myself a lot for that because I didn't have any way to like warn him or tell him because he wasn't in our lives because he was an abusive father and he was an abusive husband and so I mean I I have to give my mom obviously a whole bunch of respect and kudos because she did leave him you know she would go back but then she would leave and I honestly don't remember a lot of that because I think I took myself to that space in my mind where I wasn't there 
and so therefore I don't remember a lot of that um, because I would just space out and I would go into my own little world which I love to call my little um, my Lulu world and Lululand and so that's where I'd be I'd be in Lululand and um, that's my safe place so anyway yeah he was murdered and so that's something else you know that I had to process and deal with and cope with and obviously me being who I am I dealt with it on a spiritual level and I was angry with God I was so angry I tore my Bible and yeah I had to heal from that um, and obviously I had to you know rebuild that relationship with my Savior which I have and that was not easy I mean, there was a time where I was really into witchcraft and I was reading tarot cards and, you know, there's nothing wrong with connecting to the spiritual level in which you connect, but there is something wrong with telling people what their future is when only God can really know what our future is. So we can give you insight you know and from our spiritual divinations we can give you insight to you know what may come what might not come you know oftentimes I've been given vision and prophetic word to tell people hey you need to slow down because you're going to be in a horrend you know horrific car accident do they listen no um <laughs> speaking from personal experience you know I've had instances where you know I'm shown hey you know your life is in danger and it just always reminds me of that scene from ghosts like you're in danger girl like do they really listen no they don't listen unless they come actually looking for you and looking for that insight um, they're not gonna listen and for me that's been my personal experience with um you know my spiritual divinations and so I no longer do that I have the ability um and I have the gift and I have the talent you know because this is you know this is a gift that was given to me that I can see these things and and know these things but it's not something that I do um I do however try and give people insight to things on a human level so that you can cope and deal on a human level because and the reason I say human level is because again that's just you know again that's just who I am I'm a, I'm a spiritual person and so I always connect with spiritual first but um, on a human level I actually have to work at connecting to my human level because I've been so far gone in my spiritual connection that I didn't realize I wasn't doing the work on a spiritual I'm sorry excuse me on a human elemental level and when you don't have the coping skills to deal with other humans life is rough life is tough and life is hard because we get into this mentality of 
being dependent on other human beings and it takes so much energy to deal with other human beings and for a lack of better words they're bullshit and so because not every other human being is dealing with their own thing like I don't know any human being that isn't or hasn't been through a human experience where they are not having to deal with the consequences of that human experience so whether it be your mother your father your grandparents your siblings whatever it is you know you have to learn how to cope and deal and get those skills so that you can be a better human for yourself number one and then for all the humans around you number two and so which brings me back to what I originally wanted to talk to you about and I'm so sorry because this is just who I am like I will be all over the place and I'll probably cover like a million things but hey that's what you get with me and so I hope that you guys will continue to listen because I just have so much I want to share and I'm going to try and keep my episodes to at least 45 minutes at a minimum but if I go over I hope that you continue to listen and I hope that you get a takeaway from each episode because I'm not just coming on here to talk to myself I'm coming on here to share wisdom and love and light and to hopefully get whoever does come on to listen to realize that there is more to life than your human experience number one but we're in the human experience and in that human experience it can be such a beautiful human experience as soon as you get the coping skills to understand yourself to understand the people around you and to learn compassion and to learn that we're all fucked up on some level and we're all crazy on some level and we all need other humans on some level and so nobody's perfect and that's why we're all here so that we can show each other the different variations of humans because we're all different people we're all going to bring something different to the table and you know depending on what seat you're in that's what you're going to take from it and so yeah going back to what I was talking about originally um it's one thing to deal with abuse it's a whole nother thing to process that abuse and to question okay why am I allowing this abuse to happen in my life and what did I do to somehow attract this abusive person in my life and a lot of that has to do with you know your own self-confidence your own energy because your mindset and your programming and just so many different levels of the human element that go into the kind of people that you're attracting and so and I'm sure I will continue to go into this more later on but it's easy to say oh why does she put up with it so and if you've heard the original episode the one that was posted in 2018 um, I think I spoke a little bit about 
you know, narcissists and the abuse and abuse doesn't always have to come from a narcissist, you know, abuse can come from anyone. But when you love someone, you don't see the abuse as abuse. You see it as a form of love because you see that person for who they are because you're connecting to them on a deeper level, especially if you've been intimate with this person and this person is someone that you decided you wanted to marry and spend the rest of your life with. Um, you know, I went through that with my, I want to say, third relationship. He asked me to marry him. And I told him, I don't love you. And he said, well, that's okay. You'll learn to love me. And I thought, okay, cool. And so I married him. And I did learn to love him. And I know that sounds stupid. Again, I'm sure I will come back around to that at some point. You know, when I start touching on my relationships on why would you marry someone you don't love. I was in a really bad place because my first relationship, I was in the seventh grade. And I honestly thought that I loved him and I thought he loved me too. And I was with that boy um, from the age of 12 years old to 15 years old. And I thought I loved him and I thought he loved me. And I ended up, because of my history, you know, being sexually abused, I thought well, giving myself to someone that loves me back, that's a good thing. And so I had sex with him and he broke up with me the next day. So four years of being with this person, loving him, thinking he loves me and he breaks up with me the next day. Um, yeah, that was not cool. And so that really took a toll on me emotionally and so my next relationship that I jumped into was actually six months later after the breakup and I had sex with him immediately because I wanted to see is he gonna break up with me tomorrow and again I know that's stupid obviously I was a kid I was hormonal I make no excuses for my choices I have no excuse for that that was just plain out dumb like I was a kid you know I was stupid um and so yeah I, I actually did do that I got into a relationship with him and then I want to say it was like a month or two later I had sex with him because I wanted to see if he was gonna leave me the next day which he didn't um no he did not leave me the next day he left me, I was 17 when he left me, and this is after he had proposed and asked me to marry him, and this is after um, his mom had asked me to move in with them because they found out that I was being sexually abused, and so, yeah, that happened, but no, um, 
that relationship didn't work out because ironically enough my mom threatened to call the law on him and get a restraining order which I actually didn't find out about the restraining order until 10 years later and so yeah wrap your head around that one um you know it was her partner at the time that was sexually abusing me but me making a choice to have sexual relations with my boyfriend fiance actually uh that was not okay um so I want to say it was a year later and I met and it was right before I turned 18 it was a month before I turned 18 actually and uh, maybe it was two months I'm the time is fuzzy but um oh by the way I forgot to mention in between the age of I want to say 2012 and 2000 and I'm sorry why am I saying 2012 that's wrong what I want to say is between the ages of 12 years old and 17 years old I attempted suicide four times obviously I was not successful in that because I'm here talking to you but um so I suffered with that depression and so this man is asking me to marry him which tells me what that he loves me that he wants to be with me because he told me he loved me but I didn't love him um but he wanted me and so that was huge for me at the time having gone through you know the two relationships that I've gone through having gone through the abuse that I had gone through um throw in a little you know cover that with some daddy issues and some mommy issues and some you'll never be worth anything conversations with my own mother you know where she's speaking down on me um yeah I thought wow this guy actually wants me so of course I said yes I mean For me, whatever reason, that made sense. You know, I'll learn to love him. And he he wasn't bad looking. You know, he was a nice guy. He was sweet. You know, he was handsome. He had nice teeth. You know, he was tall. And he was, for me, like the perfect combination because he was like Puerto Rican and American. I'm like, whoa. Um, I don't know. To me, I thought that was great, right? Anyway, yeah, that didn't work out. Um, (laughs) you know three kids later and a whole bunch of abuse Um, yeah that didn't work out but I stayed with him because I was married and so I felt I was obligated to stay with him you know because you're only supposed to get married once right yeah that didn't work out again I'll go into that later I'm sure I'll bring it up again um after that I met an amazing wonderful man who just did so many wonderful things for me and um, that relationship actually lasted 10 years tell me please how did I stay in a relationship 
with a man that was gay for 10 years. Oh, yes. Yes. Gay. Um, yeah. So, trust me, I have been through my share of bad relationships. And then the one that I think really, oh, man. I'm just going to call him the narcissist because he is very well deserving of that title in my um, contacts. I actually saved his number as AAA because he was an addict, an alcoholic, and abusive. And so... Yeah, that's how I have him saved in my contacts. So let's just, yeah, let's stick to, we'll call him AAA, Mr. AAA. Um, maybe not, because that's making AAA look bad. Anyway, him, that guy. Um, yeah, he almost killed me. And what's crazy is I saw the signs, the red flags, immediately, like three months in. And I kicked him out. And then I took him back. And then six months later, I had the biggest download. I literally was standing inside of a Michael's craft store between the wedding decorations across from like the scrapbook paper where they have like the wedding books and stuff. And the wedding paper, it was like this one aisle, all wedding stuff. And I had this spiritual download that told me that he was going to hurt me really bad and that I should leave him and I ignored it yeah oh I know yeah I know I ignored it and I actually stood there and I cried and I told him I said I was just told that you're gonna hurt me really bad and he's like no I'm not you know I love you and I would never hurt you and I looked at him and I swear tears Excuse me. <clears throat> Tears streaming down my face. Feeling like my heart was so broken and so shattered. I said, no. <laughs> I said, you are. You're going to hurt me. I was like, you're going to hurt me really bad. But I love you so much that I'm willing to take that chance. I actually fucking stood there and told him this. After the universe literally spoke to me. All my angels probably shouting all at the same time. All of my spirit guides telling me to get the fuck away from this dude. And I'm sitting there ignoring them and telling this man, I know that you're going to hurt me because it's being told to me. But I love you so much that I'm willing to take that chance. And I did. I took that chance and I took that chance over and over and over and over because I left several times but what did I do I went back and why did I go back and this is coming back to my main point sorry I'm, I know I'm all over the place but I just really want you this is just how my thought process is and so this is honestly one of the reasons why I've been putting off coming back on this podcast and talking to you guys because I'm all over the place but if you're back and you're listening and you're listening all the way that's awesome thank you I appreciate your support um, 
So yeah, where was I? Oh, um, because I loved him so much and because I truly believed, because I saw the good in him and I saw the spirit that he had and I saw that he had a good heart and I saw the possibility of all the wonderful things that he could be and so that's what I continued to focus on when I was dealing with the mental abuse and the physical abuse and the emotional abuse and I did this for five years only I didn't actually see the abuse when I started to have that awakening inside the relationship where I'm like well now I'm dealing with the abuse from a person that doesn't love me because I felt when he stopped loving me because when you're being abused by someone that loves you they abuse you different it's a different level of abuse and for those of you that have been abused you know exactly what I'm talking about you can tell when the person that's abusing you loves you and I know it's morbid to say that because they're abusing you but you know we to we there are different levels of abuse and so anyway I knew I recognized when he was abusing me from a state of hate and anger and so once I had that recognition I that's when I had to stop falling that's when I had to teach myself to fall out of love with him that's when I had to start taking steps to not care for this person and until you get that realization of okay this person doesn't love me and so therefore I can no longer see that person for who I wanted them to be in my life or the capabilities that they had for me in their life that's when you no longer see the support from them you know, because we all have goals, we all have dreams, we all have things that we want for ourselves in our own life, and so when you see that the person that you're with is no longer going to be that for you, they're no longer going to be that support, even when that person had previously been abusing you, you still saw that support system in them, and again, I know that's hard to understand, but again, for those of you that have been abused, um, you know what I'm talking about. And so it wasn't until I saw the hate in his eyes and I no longer saw love. And it wasn't until I saw the anger, you know, where once was compassion. And, you know, I used to, at one point when he was abusing me, I could see him apologizing for it at the same time. It's like, It wasn't him, it was the drugs. It wasn't him, it was the alcohol. And so it got to a point where it was him and it was the drugs and it was the alcohol and it was all at once. And that's when I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to beat that. I wasn't gonna be able to fight his demons at that point because there was no longer love. And where there is no love, God cannot help you with that like there is no spirit that can help you um where there is no love and so he knew it and I knew it and he almost killed me and that's what it took for me to finally fall out of love with him was seeing that he no longer loves me back and 
when he started to push me away and discard me. Um, for those of you that understand the terminology of, you know, having to deal with and cope with the abuse of a narcissist, um, he started to discard me and he started to just do everything in his energy and power to show me that he didn't care for me and that he was never going to care for me. He didn't care about me. He didn't care about my dreams. He didn't care about my goals. And he sure as shit didn't care about my life because again, he tried to kill me and so it's not until you get to that point in your mind and in your heart when you see that the person no longer has love for you that you can actually walk away from an abusive relationship where you can actually choose to say okay I'm not going to allow this person in my life anymore and so I just know it's easier said than done and tonight I was actually in a group and this lady is sitting there and she's saying in this group she's talking to us and the question that she had asked once again is why do you stay in this abusive relationship and exactly how I explained it to you is how I explained it to them is when you love someone so much so deeply and you in your mind what happens with the person that is being abused and this is what was happening with me is I wasn't focusing on the abuse I was focusing on the good times I was focusing on the good memories I was focusing focusing on a possible future with this person where I'm feeling like okay I can see the other side of this you know and so I'm thinking of all the good times I'm thinking of the smiles and the laughter and you know the intimacy and the beginning of the relationship and I was caught up in that mentality for so long where I was just focusing on all the good things you know and in my mind I would let the good things surpass the bad things and so finally I had to switch my mindset to where I was no longer allowing my mind to focus on the negativity or I'm sorry the positive parts of him I was only allowing myself to focus on the negative and so once I started to do that I started to see all the other little negative things you know the way that I would spend a whole day cooking a meal for him and he would sit and like a pig at a trough and just eat it all up in 10 minutes and he'd leave me sitting at the table by myself and you know all the other little extra things that I was going above and beyond to do for him to make him feel loved and to show him love and he wasn't doing anything at all for me not a single fucking thing and it wasn't until I stopped looking at him from with loving eyes that I started to see all the ugliness, all the ugly parts of him. And when the, all the ugly parts took over, that's when I had a real eye-opening experience. And so, and I remember one night we were sitting in bed 
and he was in a good place that day he wasn't drinking and he hadn't taken any drugs that day shockingly enough and he was smiling and I was sitting there and I was doing my makeup and I was learning how to use those false lashes and honestly I didn't put any false lashes on after that because what happened next um, was he almost killed me I was taking a, lo- a video it was at 5.30 in the afternoon and I was so proud of myself because I had finally got the lashes on in under two minutes <laughs> and you know I was I had been practicing for a week on how to get these false lashes on you know with the glue and drying it at the right amount of time and I mean come on now I wanted my false lash game to be like 100 like perfect right and so I was so proud of myself because my makeup was on point and my lashes were on point and I was sitting there and I had this cute little video where I'm showing him my lashes and he's happy and he's smiling and he's laughing and I'm smiling and I'm happy and I'm laughing and then he kissed me and I felt absolutely nothing when he kissed me there was no spark there was no like oh my gosh I want more like you know when you kiss someone that you love you you feel something and when he kissed me I felt absolutely nothing it's like I was kissing a stranger and I remember I stopped and I just felt the biggest sigh of relief like oh my god I don't love him anymore and I just got filled with so much happiness and so much joy because I didn't love him anymore and honestly the thought that I thought next is probably again morbid and crazy but I thought to myself the next time he abuses me I will be able to leave and not feel a fucking thing about it and I'll be able to leave and not come back this time because why because number one I knew we were having a good day but those days don't last I knew that that was a fact in our relationship number two I knew he was gonna at one point or another take drugs and drink or both at the same time that was a fact I knew number three that I would say or do something that would trigger him to treat me like shit whether it was make sweet tea with too much sugar or that day um oh thank the lord I don't remember thank you lord Jesus for taking that memory away I don't remember what it is that I said or did that day um to piss him off but I knew it was gonna happen um and so I knew he was gonna hit me again and that was number three I knew he was gonna hit me again or I'm sorry that's number four I knew he was gonna hit me again number three is I knew he was gonna do something to cause him to get abusive whether it be verbal mental emotional what have you physical and I literally was waiting for that day to come and 
that day actually ended up coming sooner than I thought. It was actually the same day. <laughs> it was um, three or four hours later, around nine o'clock. And his sister brought him some drugs and it was fentanyl. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's a very strong drug. And so he did that and then he was drinking alcohol, which I actually drove him to the liquor store and bought for him. Yes, I know. I know. I wasn't exactly asking for it, but I was asking for it, wasn't I? Um, no, I shouldn't say that. I wasn't asking for it, but I knew what was going to happen next. And I guess on some level I was asking for it because I stayed in that relationship after many, many, many episodes of abuse. And that's one thing that you women that do us women, excuse me, I'm not generalizing us women, women that do stay in that abusive relationship for however long you stay in it, you know that you're making that choice to stay in it. You know, let's stop lying to yourself. Be honest with yourself because that's what's going to fucking have to happen for you to be able to get out of that relationship is you're going to have to be honest with yourself and you're going to have to be very raw and very real and kick your own ass to be able to say okay yes um i am allowing this because that's what you're allowing you're making that active choice every single day that you're with that person and you're allowing that person to abuse you and not only you but your kids because they're seeing the physical and the mental emotional abuse that you're having to go through and seriously i could just go on and on um because what kind of a parent are you being when you're allowing your children to see this abuse happen not only are you telling them that you're okay with it but you're telling them that when they grow up they should be okay with that and there's nothing okay with that and so be serious about that let's be serious about that let's not sugarcoat that you're making an active choice to stay in that abusive relationship which means you're making an active choice allowing this person to not only abuse you but to abuse your children and that is not okay and it took me a long time to again work through that and so hopefully if you're in an abusive relationship you can listen to this episode over and over again until something clicks inside of your brain and you know that you're better than that and you're worth more than that and that you are worthy of love and that real true love does exist and anyone that can abuse you and cause you any sort of hurt and pain intentionally with those black eyes and you know the black eyes I'm talking about when they get that look in their eyes where there's just nothing there it's because there isn't anything there they aren't there and so hopefully you know this is your wake-up call and you realize that they're not ever going to get better and so when I realized I was out of love with him when he gave me that kiss and I felt nothing and I knew 
that one, two, three, and four were going to happen. Um, and they did. I was so grateful. I had the biggest sigh of relief and I was able to leave. I left almost in a casket because the abuse got really bad that night. And maybe it's because he knew that I knew that he didn't love me anymore. Or maybe it's because he knew and I knew, we both knew, that that was going to be the last time that he would have his round with me. And so he wanted to give it all he had. And that night, he actually strangled me more that night than he had probably throughout the entire relationship. Um, he strangled me in the bedroom. He strangled me in the bedroom a few times. Uh, he was on top of the bed strangling me. He would had me up against the window strangling me. He had me in a corner strangling me. Um, outside of that room, we had a little bit of a foyer where there was a space there. And he was strangling me there. And then he was strangling me in the bathroom. And he put me in a chokehold. And that's when I almost died. Uh, when he had me in that chokehold. And I remember I had two thoughts when I was in that chokehold. The first thought was, and it sucks that this was the first thought, because I should have never thought this, but I did, I thought it. And so the first thought was, maybe if he kills me, he will get better. <laughs> maybe if he kills me and I die right now at his hands, he will see the consequences of his actions. He'll be in prison, you know. And so he'll see that he's a bad person. And, and he'll get better. And he'll do better. I don't know why I thought that. I really don't. But I honestly, that was the second to last. That was the first thought um, that I had when when I was dying was maybe he'll get better if he kills me maybe he'll stop drinking and doing drugs and he'll get better and he'll be a better person I guess on some level I still loved him if I was thinking that and I think on some level I was still in love with him because it took me a really long time to stop hurting um because I loved him so much and I still to this day hurt and I don't think it's so much the hurt of the history but more so that I allowed that to happen to myself and to my kids and I and I allowed myself to get caught up in it for so long and and I think of all the wasted love and energy which I actually ended up taking back later on because I don't know if you all know this or not but this is an absolute fact whatever you put out in the universe energy wise you can get back and it's all on you on how you get that energy back because how do you put it out and I was putting out so much love and so much light um, it was in 2018 and it was this oh I can't remember what the moon was called but it was this very rare moon and um I stood out there and I took all my energy back, all of my love back. And so I actually did get all of that back. And so 
that's a fact whatever you put out um, you can get back and so and you will get back you know but I think what a lot of people don't know is that you can demand it back and so that's what I'm trying to tell you is that you can demand it back so however much love you feel like you've lost or wasted it's not wasted because it's still out there it's still energy that you put out there and you have every 100% claim on that energy because it's your energy so there's no excuse to why you can't get that love back because it was yours it was never um, given to someone to keep it was only there momentarily while you were with that person and so you have every um, right to, to get that back and receive that back and you will receive it back you know again you can just claim it and get it back and that's what I did so I claimed all my love back and um, so yeah that was my first thought was um, yeah he'll get better because <laughs> if I die at his hands he'll get better so stupid um, my second to last thought which probably again should have been my first thought but it wasn't and I'm stupid because it wasn't but hey again I'm not perfect nobody's perfect um, my second to last thought was who the fuck is gonna take care of my kids if I die and that's what did it for me was almost dying in his hands and my first thought was maybe he'll be a better person if I die at his hands and my second thought was who's gonna take care of my kids if I die yeah no yeah go ahead judge me yeah absolutely I I deserve every single fucking ounce of that judgment because my first thought should have been my kids from the beginning and it wasn't and we'll get into that you know in further episodes but um when I had that second to last thought that's when I started fighting back and it's so crazy because I was almost dead and I didn't realize that I had still I still had fight in me because I was giving up right because I was giving into the enemy because I was allowing him to take my life because I wanted to pay the ultimate price for him to be a better man are you fucking kidding me that's what the fuck I was thinking holy shit yeah that's what the fuck I was thinking and so again not perfect but that's what it took for me to finally um, say enough is enough and I remember when I finally did get loose of that chokehold because he did let go um, I had to bite him and fight but he let go and um, I remember I was unconscious for a couple of minutes like I couldn't move and I was just trying to get oxygen because I didn't have any and my brain was just gone um, and still to this day I suffer from short-term memory loss from where the oxygen was cut off to my brain and so yeah that happened but um, I remember getting away from him and I remember thinking Lord Jesus I'm giving it to you because 
one of two things is gonna fucking happen and yes this is how i talk to the lord um i'm sorry i'm not a perfect christian there's no such thing as a perfect christian if you if you think there's a perfect christian you're highly mistaken um anyway whole nother topic um coming back to where i was so i said lord one of two things is going to have to happen or i'm sorry one of three things is going to happen have to happen number one get me the hell out of here tonight tomorrow whatever it takes i need to get away from this man and i'm not coming back this time or one of two things is going to happen he's going to kill me or i'm going to kill him and that's it that's all i said i wasn't on my knees praying i I didn't make it a long you know conversation with god i just kept it short and sweet and um by the grace of god actually the very next day um i was out of there and so all that to say is that everyone has their breaking point unfortunately it takes longer for some than it does for others um kudos to the women that only have to get one hit one time to say fuck that i'm not putting up with this again i was very young i was there's no excuse i was young but um i allowed it you know i made that active choice to stay with that abusive person even after not the first not the second but the third time they hit me and the millionth time that they hit me i don't even know i lost track how many times i was abused by this person but i was making an active choice to stay by that person and it was because i still loved him and it was because i still saw the best that he could possibly be and i saw the potential and so we can't sit here in judgment of those that didn't leave or are still in that abusive relationship because it takes a lot of work to leave an abusive relationship and if you're here because you are in an abusive relationship and you're trying to learn coping skills and steps to take on how to leave an abusive relationship i hope that you do continue to listen to this podcast i know i was supposed to keep it at 45 minutes and it's now been over an hour but um I hope that you do continue to listen because yes I'm talking about abuse but I'm talking about the mental aspect of it as well I'm talking about the emotional connection as well and I really want to touch on the actual physical steps of what to do um, to escape from a narcissist from anyone that's abusing you Um, how to put your foot down and say you know what I'm not going to deal with this shit anymore I'm not going to put up with you I'm not going to put up with that and I will not allow that in my life and I will not give it energy and I will not give it space and if you continue to listen to this you will find a way to do that and you will learn the right mentality and the right mindset and you will be able to train yourself because you're going to have the confidence and the emotional stability that comes with 
loving yourself and once you start loving yourself and seeing your worth and seeing your truth and knowing your purpose in life and just so many different levels and aspects of what comes when you do love yourself and what you will and will not allow when you love yourself you know all that goes hand in hand and so it's taken me a long time to get where I am today because I was not here for a really long time I was not here for a very 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 long time I was not this person Um, I was sexually abused in abusive relationships loving the wrong people Um, I was promiscuous at one point Um, I just allowed so many dark days to take over my life that I lived with depression from the age of I want to say I was 11 years old and maybe it was younger but I just broke out of that depression in 2017 It was in the summer of 2017 that I broke out of that depression, and I actually documented that on a YouTube video, and if you want to check that out, it's Lucy Darling 101, and it's one of the few YouTube videos that I actually posted up, um, because I had every intention of posting my journey of health and wellness and I didn't because life happens and I let that take over and so anyway um, if any of you have any interest in seeing where I used to be um, that's definitely something to check out because it was a mental process and it's still a mental process it's an everyday mental process emotional process, energy process, spiritual process. Every day you have to do the work to be the best human that you can be. And every day you have to not live in judgment because you don't know what other people are dealing with or going through. You don't know what triggers them. Every day I am aware of my triggers. Every day I am aware of my downfalls. Every day I am aware of what I'm capable of, what I'm not capable of, and I do the work to treat myself accordingly, where I can nurture myself and love myself, because at the beginning of the day, all I have is me, and at the end of the day, all I have is me, and so in order for me to show up being the best human being in my human element that I can be, I have to show up for myself and take care of myself and love myself and honor myself and cherish myself and treasure myself so that I can show up and be that love and light and that source of comfort and that source of wisdom and that mother that I'm supposed to be. I can't do it any other way. And once you start being honest with yourself and telling yourself that you also can't do it any other way you will realize how important it is to take care of you and to not allow anyone to treat you 
any less than how fucking amazing and wonderful and awesome you are. And so I think that's a good um, way to end this. I think I pretty much said a lot of what I've had to say tonight. And I hope that you guys take so much love and light away from this and so much wisdom. And I hope that my sharing my truth with you gives you some sort of insight to maybe someone that you know that is being abused and you don't understand why they put up with that shit (laughs) and you don't know how to get to them and you don't know what to say and you don't know what to do sometimes you don't have to say anything or do anything just show up and just sit with them don't judge them don't say anything don't ask anything just hold their hand just give them a hug buy him some false lashes and teach him how to fucking put them on <laughs> that would have did so much for me back then oh my gosh that's too funny anyway um so yeah thank you so much for listening thank you for much for listening all the way to the end i know i've gone over an hour um thank you for listening to my first episode of um Damn it, I've changed the name of my podcast so many times I already forgot the name of it. No, I'm just kidding. After Dark with After Dark Con La Luz. And for those of you that don't speak Spanish, um, Con La Luz is with the light. And my name is Lucinda and my name means light. So After Dark with Lucinda with the light. After Dark with the light because I am a powerful source of light. You are a powerful source of love and light. And I love you, and I honor you, and I cherish you, and I treasure you, and I am so grateful for your existence, I am so grateful for everything that you are, everything that you've been, and everything that you will become, and with that, I bid you adieu. Bye-bye.